Hey, everybody, before we get into the show, we have a major earth-shattering massive announcement. Nikki? Yes, it is that time again, Pete Wright. Our monthly planning membership is open for enrollment. GPS stands for Guided Planning Sessions, if you don't know already. We've worked really hard here at Take Control ADHD to provide you with a service that not only gives you ideas and strategies on how to plan your day and your week, but it also provides time and space for you to do the work and not just by yourself, but with others who understand and support you. We meet every Monday and Thursday, and there are three different sessions for each day that you're invited to attend. We are dedicated to making this membership to be one that is transformative in the way you think about planning and taking control of your time and schedule. There are so many benefits to the GPS membership, so please be sure to visit our website at takecontroladhd.com slash GPS. Enrollment is open now through May 8th. Thank you for your time and attention, and I hope to see you soon. On with the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rashpixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright, and right over there is Nikki Kinzer. Hello, everyone. Hi, Nikki. Hi, Pete. You feeling good? You feeling strong? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling strong, but you know, I got to be you honest. Don't sound, that was not a compelling. Well, I have to be honest. I'm a disclaimer. I'm a mother of two teenagers, and uh, uh, it's not always easy. Teenagers. So I have a little bit of uh, personal stuff that's in my forefront mind right now, but I'm going to put that to the side and I'm going to focus on taking control of the ADHD podcast. You should, because we're here. We're here right now taking deep breaths. Yes. Uh, You know what we are talking about? It's probably an appropriate topic today for us to be taking this on. Uh, And it comes from a uh, member of your coaching group, if I I recall that correctly. We're talking about uh, what it means to start small and how you can feel good about starting small and not like, uh, you know, small. Uh, Right, exactly. I know exactly (laughs) what you're talking about when you say it that way. Totally. You you Uh, get it, Pete. You get it. Oh, but I live it. Yeah, you <laughs> live you it. Kidding? That's right. <laughs> awesome. Uh, before we get started, head over to TakeControlADHD.com. Get to know us a little bit better. You can listen to the show right there on the website or subscribe to our mailing list. And we'll send you an email each time a new episode is released. You can connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at TakeControlADHD. Uh, and you know this thing called Patreon. You know about this Patreon? It's magical. Magical. Patreon. It is a magical thing. It's uh, it's a thing that allows you, dear listener, to support us, dear podcasters, uh, with your own dollars. You can give us money to keep doing this show, and we sure would love you to do that because it allows us to uh, uh, to keep doing it. It makes it a sustainable thing. It helps us to grow and, and do new things. But today's announcement, and this is the really important thing, when you join Patreon, you unlock you unlock these fantastical perks. They call them the perks. And one of the perks is you are, uh, you're welcome into the ADHD podcast book club. Nice. It's, we have our own book club. I know. It's and, like Oprah, but and it's we didn't even not do Oprah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, a, you get a book and you, you get, get a, a book. book and you get a book. It is a fantastic thing that uh, it's a Rachel, uh, Discord community member and fantastic patron uh spearheaded and we so now we have this amazing book club and i'm in the book club i'm a member yay i didn't even do anything i just read the book and get to go talk about it we haven't had our first meeting yet but the book club is being uh organized and spun up in discord so here's the thing you sign up 
to support us in Patreon. And then you are invited into Discord. When you connect your Discord, it's a chat app. You've never heard about it. It's a wonderful like chat community uh, app. Uh, there are lots of resources about Discord. You can find it in the show notes. And then you will find the channel for the book club. Uh, if you have any questions, you can uh, jump in in the community and somebody in there is going to help you find your way to the book club. It is so, so good uh, and so excited. The first book that we're taking on is Nancy Rady's The Disorganized Mind. You've read this book, right? I have. Yes, I have it she's, on my bookshelf. She's good. She is. Nancy. She's very oh, good. She's so good. Uh, mm-hmm. So we're very excited. Again, your support helps us keep trucking along here. It means the world to us. And it unlocks one of many perks that you get uh, access mostly to this group of amazing people who are living with ADHD and learning together. Uh, again, I'm a part of it. I'm reading the book now. I can't wait to dig in with this group. So jump in patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash the ADHD podcast. Thank you. There you go. So we're talking about uh, starting small. Can you set us up? How did this come about? Because my goodness, sometimes your coaching group members are amazing. Feels like they're talking just to me. I know. They're amazing. Well, you get a small group of 80 years together and a lot comes out of yeah, that. Yeah, it doesn't right? take long. It doesn't That's take right. long. No. And so, you know, there's always this reoccurring theme in our podcasts, especially coming from me, start small, start small. <laughs> right? I mean, it's always sort of what I say. Uh, but then this question came to me of, well, how does one person or how does one begin to feel comfortable with starting small and being okay with lowering your expectations? And this came from a group member. And, um, you know, how do you feel comfortable? Like, you know, logically, it makes sense. It's like, yeah, I should start small and not, you know, not necessarily go big. But it, it and it's not uncommon advice, not just from me, but from anyone, you know, anyone is going to tell you to break it down to small pieces and work at one, you know, one thing at a time. But when we say that, it again, it makes logical sense, but somehow it also feels negative. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, it makes you feel like two inches tall because right. starting small, the implication of oh, you should start small means you are incapable of anything more than the absolute minimum. Right. That's what I hear. Yes. Like, I'm going to start small. It's not small. good enough. Exactly. Because I am judging my contribution to this thing, whatever it is that I'm doing, uh, by the, the amount that I'm able to do and not the fact that I'm able to do it. Right. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. Because what you're saying, at least what I'm hearing, is that you want to go big, but that's not always, that doesn't always work. Because then <laughs> it's very overwhelming and you kind of shut down and then you avoid the whole thing altogether. Our entire mindset around accomplishment is backwards. You know, it, this yes, is the same yes. thing around consistency being its own reward. Right. Right. That, that it's not just the fact that I can't handle all of the things that be, are being thrown at me. I can't handle because I'm not, you know neurotypical but i would argue that even those who are quote neurotypical often can't handle all the crap that's being thrown at them we it's all have so to true. handle this stuff uh, differently 
It's so true. And, and I completely agree with this. This is not just a problem for 80, you know, for 80 years. This is a problem for everyone. Yeah. And it is hard to wrap your head around. Is it okay to lower my expectations? Cause again, that just feels really negative and somehow we're disappointing ourselves and other people. Yeah. And this applies this, this concept, the strategy of starting small really applies to a lot of different areas if you break it down into your life. It can be your to-do list. You know, mm-hmm. we want to get so much done in a day or a week. So we aim high, but then we get disappointed when we only do, you know, three things. Um, it can be when you're trying to develop new healthy habits like exercise and healthy diet. If you go right in and try to change everything all at once, you're going to last maybe two or three days, right? right? Um, so, you know, what happens is we get in this trap of trying to to change too many things at once and we're practicing too many strategies at once. And again, we logically know that our expectations are probably too high. We logically know that we probably isn't, you know, this is not going to work and this probably won't happen. Um, but there's always hope. We always have that hope that it, it could, it could happen. Right. Right. Uh, but this is a game that we're playing kind of back and forth with each other and, or with yourself, actually. And, uh, this game gets old really fast and it's not working because people just get frustrated. It's like, what do you, what do I do? I have so much to do and I can't get it all done. And, you know, all of these things that happen. It feels like, when we say this thing, it's okay to lower your expectations. We're not finishing the sentence. And that's the problem. That's why that's, that phrase is ultimately really damaging to us, right? Yes. It's okay for me to lower my expectations. What your brain hears is I'm going to, whatever I do, I'm going to do it poorly. I'm not going to do it as well as other people would. I'm not going to do it as well as even I could if I wasn't feeling so overwhelmed under the weight of the burden of all the crap that's on my list or that people are expecting from me. And that's not what we're saying at all. The whole phrase should be, I'm going to lower my expectations of the amount that I can do on a given day. Yes. But I'm still going to do it to the very best of my ability, and I'm going to be proud of it. Yes. That one thing that I accomplish. I will be proud of it today. Yes, I love that. Let's just sit with that for a second. <laughs> the one thing I do today, I will be proud of it. You know, that's yeah. that's huge. And I have to say that every single stinking day because that's that, again, is that's sort of the world we live in. Uh, and and if you don't have a system for for figuring out what it is that you need to see when you need to see it, that can be a real struggle. Well, and just to give people kind of a visual with what you just said. We want to set yourself up or you want to set yourself up for success, right? We want, we all want to succeed. Small successes build up to big successes, right? So mm-hmm. you don't get to the top of the staircase in one giant leap. You have right. to get there one step at a time and every step matters. And that's the positive spin that we're putting on this. And it's an important positive spin because that is how you get to the top is, you know, everything matters. S- starting right. small each step, whatever, however you want to look at it. You know, something that we mentioned earlier is that uh, when we get overwhelmed, you know, ADDers tend to shut down. They go into avoidance mode. So when you start small, when you do these little things that you're practicing, right, and and Mm -hmm. building up to, then you're getting started. And that's one of the biggest, you know, roadblocks to crush is Mm -hmm. to get started. 
and and you've right. crushed it because you have gotten you, you know you've taken that next step and so that's just another benefit of of this um now Pete Wright I have in my notes here that you want to talk about GTD but you're I not do. really sure if this is the right place for it so I did. what do I you think that. <laughs> yes, you did. What is it about GTD that you want to add to this? And GTD, just for folks that may not be familiar with it, is Getting Things Done getting by David done. Allen. Trademark David Allen Co. Uh, yes. used, used without permission, but with great grace. Yeah. Uh, this is a, uh, it is for many people a fantastic uh, uh, tool uh, or tool set, I should say. It's a fantastic methodology for allowing you to manage the uh, all of the complexity of life. But for 80 deers, it often leads to many rat holes and hyperfocus and, you know, focusing on the system and not the actual work and all the stuff we've talked about in the past. Uh, I, I still have a lot of love for it. it. I spent a lot of years working in GTD. I, I don't, you know, I'm not quite the, the advocate that I once was, but there are things in GTD that are super important. And one of them is uh, you know, I mentioned the idea of having this system that shows you what you need to do when you need to do it. One of the benefits of going into a bit of a hyper-focus mode in GTD, right, that at getting all of your stuff in there and doing it the way, you know, David Allen says you need to do it so that your tickler files are working the way they're working so oh. that when you get to any given day, uh, you're able to, you know, in his case, it was all files and folders. You open the day's folder and you see exactly what you need to do. When you oh, need I'm to do biting it. my lip here. I know, but stand by. But okay. you don't see all the other stuff, right? You don't see all of the other stuff that that is out there. That's really the problem with so many systems of brain dumps of all these things that when you see your initial brain dump, oh my God, there's just so much stuff on that list. I'm going so easily into overwhelm mode. A brain dump can be such an easy trigger. Mm -hmm. One of the benefits of GTD is that there is this uh, outcome where uh, you could get to a point where all you see is the stuff that is most important for you to do right at that very moment. And that's amazingly difficult to do. So I'm not advocating that everybody does it. But what I am thinking is there is a mindset around and, and part of the muscle is building that mindset, that GTD mindset that says, how am I going to incorporate the things that are most important to my day right now? And be able to let myself off the hook for all the things that aren't due today, that aren't important for me to do, uh, to move down the field today. Mm -hmm. How do I build that mus muscle and then build a system around it? Uh, and, and that's really hard because letting go is incredibly difficult with ADHD. It's incredibly difficult to say, I'm not going to look at a thing that's due Friday because even though I have 15 things due today. Oh my gosh, I have so much to say about this. So what you just said is an explanation of ADHD in the sense of everything has the same importance, right? So your ADHD is immediately getting in the way because when you look at that big list, everything has the same importance. So it's right. hard to to negotiate what is most important. But what I loved about what you just said, Pete, is that you're taking a system that that he has recommended and you're tweaking it enough for to to have it work for you and that i think is really important is that you, what you're saying is that you know the brain dump can be really beneficial right because we don't want to keep things in our head 
We want to get them out on paper mm-hmm. so that we don't worry about forgetting about them. So I really like the brain dump. You know, I think that that works. But you have recognized a really important or acknowledged a really important problem is it's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And then especially can, if you're not accustomed to it. Right. So now you're stuck because it's so overwhelming. You're taking it to the next step saying, but what if I could let go of this stuff that doesn't really matter and just focus on the things that really do right now? And I think that's a pretty important distinction is that when you follow any of these things, whether it's GTD, Brian Tracy, uh, Stephen Covey, any of those people, you have to remember that their their work is not written for the ADHD mind. Right. So you're going to have to tweak the ideas and the thoughts to make it work for you because they all have great information. They all have excellent points. It's just that we've got to manipulate it so that it works for you. Well, we do. And and I think that's a that's a really interesting point. What all of them have in common, though, this is the the one thing that that I think all of them will say universally is in order to really move your mastery of productivity forward, you have to be able to focus on a thing at the exclusion of other things. Right. Yes. And and what that in the ADHD context, that means you have to get over the fear of letting go things that you can't control today. You're right. You have to get over the fear of that. And there is a transition you can make to do that. It does exist, but it takes an enormous amount of practice. And you have to stop saying, I'm too scared to let go that I'll forget stuff. If right. you have a system that that you know that you can slowly but surely start to put pressure on and trust, uh, then you can let go of that. You can do it. I really believe it. Uh, I know that it's a it's it's a reality. That's good. That's good. Well, and I think one of the things I would want to add to just the practice and, and the skill is that, you know, when you start to when you do start to trust these systems and you start to see them work, then you are building up that confidence that that you can do this. This does work. And I think that's important. And something going back to what James Ochoa said last in our last show um, is when you accept your ADHD, you have the courage to face your ADHD, which again, builds this confidence. So the more comfortable with what you can and can't do and what you need help with is going to help you develop that system, help you Mm -hmm. trust it. So I think that's really, um, really important. You know, I think the next piece is to to look at the actual practical work that you need to get done. And this is it goes back a little bit to a system, not necessarily GTD, but to be able to stop and look at your list. And uh, again, to give yourself the freedom to say, that's a long list. Mm-hmm. I'm only going to do two things today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, that's an interesting sort of set of rules that I've been following along some some productivity folks and, and YouTubers who are doing a lot of thinking about this. And one of the things I've noticed over the last several, I would say one to two years, is that there is an increasing uh, sort of movement toward uh, toward promising that or committing to fewer things in a day. Right. Mm-hmm. It used to be, oh, I'm going to get I've got these, this list of 10 things on my list today and I'm going to go ahead and do them all. And now I'm hearing more and more people who are saying, I'm going to do two things today. Those are the two things that I'm going to commit to accomplishing today. And everything else is going to be, you know, it's, I'm going to give myself the freedom 
not to have to worry about that. The things, the highest level priorities I'm going to give myself to, that to me is a real sort of, um, uh, that, that sort of rings a bell for me around starting small and feeling good about it, that, um, you know, it, it's possible to just shrink the number of things you're going to really put sort of that that kind of internal pressure, that intrinsic pressure on yourself to accomplish so that you don't have to to kind of fan that stress out uh, over 10 things, right? It, it's okay to really uh, to, to really focus and let go. Well, and you have in our notes too that you wrote, others' stress is not your stress. Others' yeah. anxiety is not your anxiety. And I've also want to add to that because you've also mentioned in the past too that somebody else's emergency is not your emergency. Right. And that has always stuck with me ever since you said that. Um, on some show long, long ago, <laughs> it has always stuck with me because I think there is this sense that, oh, we got to get back to that person or we have to get this done or we have to do this. And and I think that's a really important thing to remember is that, you know, this isn't necessarily our emergency. It's not our stress. Uh, we can prioritize and and um, let, let some of this go. So I have a question for you, Pete. So if if we were to be able to let go of some of these pressures and and expectations. And you look at your to-do list and you're saying, okay, I'm going to only focus on two things, or I'm only going to focus on one habit, one new strategy. Uh, And you didn't have expectations. Let's just say that there was none. You were not tied to the outcome. How would, how would that feel? Would it feel different? Well, uh, it's, it's funny you say that. I, uh, I feel like I uh, am I'm constantly relearning this and the benefits of it and the freedom that comes from from being able to let go. When I get into the best swings that I experience where I am able to let go and I am able to say their emergency is not my emergency, Mm -hmm. uh, then there is always how do I put it? It's like there's a daily sense of wonder. Mm-hmm. Every day when I look at tomorrow's list, the things that I had scheduled for tomorrow that I had dutifully let go of today, uh, the things that I'd let go of on Thursday that I'm that I dutifully let go of for the weekend that I'm going to take on on Monday morning, and I open that Monday morning list, there is this sense of, wow, uh, I am... I am one very glad that I had this in my system because I totally forgot about it. I was oh, yes, totally I've been there. And, yeah. And and you know what? It's I forgot is the wrong word too, because that I think implies that there's a state of panic. There really isn't. It's a sense of sort of discovery uh, that right, comes like with that. the freedom mm-hmm. of having not thought about it for 72 hours. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um and and so I often find that you know, if it's something I need to think about, I'll keep thinking about it. You know, the old right. noggin will keep ticking on this thing. But there is that there are those other elements that it's like, God, you know, I really can I can practice and I can let go of these one or two things that I don't think about that I don't need to keep processing on. Uh, and in fact, I can I'll, I'll come back around. I'll come mm-hmm. back around and I'll be able to trust them. And I have dates set and I know when I'm going to start thinking about this thing again. And 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 so it is there's a sense of discovery and freedom that comes with that. Um, so I don't know. Does that kind of answer your question? Well, it does when you say that it's discovery, because one of the things I was sort of getting at is that if you can let go of the outcome and replace that judgment about the outcome with more of a place of of, um, a mindset of curiosity, 
yeah. which is really what you're saying, it's more of a discovery, then it, it helps. I think it helps that stigma that this is a bad thing, that this is actually a really good thing. And we always talk about practice. We always talk about, you know, we need to practice these skills. Well, starting small, you have to practice too. And so encouraging our listeners to just come come towards it with more of a place of curiosity than judgment and not be attached to the outcome. You didn't get 10 things done today. That's okay. You know what? You got three things done. And so now, as we've always talked about, then you move the things that you need to, to other days and you do that daily review. I mean, there's all, everything is connected, right? I mean, everything's connected. Um, But that's, that's really kind of the question I was asking. It is, it's really hard to do this stuff. And I, I don't, it is. I, I don't want to make it sound super easy. And there aren't very many systems out there that are really designed to help you kind of uncover this. But I do want to, something came across my YouTube feeds this, uh, uh, this weekend, uh, which is an interview with Ryder Carroll. And uh, Ryder Carroll is the, the um, originator of the bullet journal. And oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. And it, it was, it was a really interesting interview because, you know, I've been through all the videos. Uh, setting up my own bullet journal, going through all of the systems and things, and I still have some some fairly uh, firm opinions about uh, the bullet journal and specifically around ADHD. But what was really interesting about this conversation is that he said the reason he started using bullet journal right and coming up with this whole system and doing it the way he did it is because he lives with significant symptoms of ADHD himself, mm. and so this the bullet journal was in fact his answer to ADHD and getting good at this and creating friction where there needed to be friction in his Mm -hmm. life. And that means, you know, repeating the tasks every day. You know, when you do the uh, when you make your list for the following day, you make your calendar, you do all that. Increasing that friction is part of the way that you process moving things forward. And the things that that become like you just don't want to write them anymore. You're just like done writing them anymore. There's nobody counting on you. You wanted to do them there now. That means they're not important anymore and you allow them to fall off your list. And I really, I did like the way I I really connected with that, right? The Mm -hmm. act of introducing that particular friction uh, and allowing yourself to sort of, um, to to kind of self-clean based on your own level of importance and intensity that you apply to um to each each item on your list it, it kind of can decrease the overwhelm so it was yeah, interesting i might we'll put it in the show notes and and you can see what you think of it uh, uh as you kind of if you're if you're interested in a 10 minute interview with Ryder carol it's it's pretty good i'm interested i'll All watch right. it so All put right. it in the show notes noted <laughs> all right so the next thing i want to talk about is sort of on a coaching perspective right I love to coach. And uh, I know that there's probably listeners out there that are certainly um, probably having a little bit of their own resistance to starting small. And so I just have a few questions, reflective questions for people to think about. Uh, One is I think it will help you if you can identify what's uncomfortable for you about starting small. Um, And what is it that you're fearing? And so is it because you feel like you're letting yourself down? Is it because you're letting uh, other people down? You know, all of these things. We want to really identify what is uncomfortable for you. And whatever your first answer is, don't accept that. Hmm. <laughs> um, I think that that's something that I've, that in the many years that I have been coaching, that I've learned is that the first answer is usually not, is not the correct answer. You've got to unlayer 
what is really there. And so this does take a little bit of time to kind of figure out what it is that's really making you feel uncomfortable about this. Um, And what are you protecting yourself from? Because there is probably something that you're protecting yourself from. So what is that? Um, How is setting the high expectations serving you? Uh, Somehow, if you keep doing this, if you continue to have this, you know, long to-do list, what is it about that that's serving you? What does that do for you? Does it make you feel like you're more productive? Does it make you feel better? I don't know. So that's what we have to figure out is, is you know, w- w- why do we keep doing this? Well, and and I would just throw in, we are all our best martyrs. Right? Oh, of course. Like this is how we operate. When you have a really, really long list of things to do and you keep adding stuff to it, uh, you're you're doing it because like there is there is a like a dopamine satisfaction in there that just tells you oh my gosh you're so busy right, right. look how hard your hard things are uh and, and there is there it, it's it's kind of like the nature of the pity party you know right. and you're 12 years old again and you just want to crawl under the bed and there's something like that that having a long list is somehow justifying feeling bad about it and mm-hmm. so you just want to go sit in the closet and mm-hmm. cry. And sometimes that's what you need to do. That's mm-hmm. okay. That's mm-hmm. okay Absolutely. to go do that. Uh, if that in- enables you to come back and look at the top thing on the list and fold the paper so that you can't see anything else on the list, but the first thing, and then do that thing. Right, right. Because what we're talking about here is that we're talking about limiting beliefs, right? Because what you're saying is that for whatever reason, it makes me feel better to be busy. It makes me feel better. It's like I get this rush that I'm doing all this stuff, which is a limiting belief because we know that that's not working. And so we're noticing that and we're understanding where that's coming from. And just like you said, it's, it's, you know, fold the paper then fold the paper (laughs) so you can just see the one or two things. Uh, And then the next question I have is what can you do to give yourself permission to be comfortable with the idea of starting small? Yeah. So we got to give your, and that comes from yourself, right? It, it doesn't come from Pete and Nikki. It comes from yourself of how do you give yourself permission to be comfortable with that, to, to be proud of that and know that you're crushing a lot of different roadblocks by starting small, right? I mean, there's a lot of really positive things. Uh, and then the next question, last question is really what is an area in your life that, that you could start with this? Where can you start? Uh, Mm -hmm. with this kind of philosophy that we're talking about and um, take some action and practice. Right. I mean, we can be in pretty good shape, even if we're only getting one thing done a day. I feel okay about that. Well, I do too. And I think that the the biggest thing for people to remember is that it it is okay. It's uh, it doesn't reflect on who you are as a person. You're not a bad person because you didn't get the list completed. Right. So remembering to separate that it's not who you are. It, you know, it's just, your day got busy. Hey, this has been good. Thank you, everybody, for downloading and listening to this show. Uh, and thank you, uh, all of our Patreon members who are hanging out and chatting uh, with us while we do the show. We're going to hang out with them a little while longer. And if you were a patron, you'd be in there, too, doing the same thing during the live stream. So thanks, everybody. Uh, on behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright, and we'll catch you next time right here on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast. 